0: 38 degrees in Amherst, 37 in Appomattox, 42 in Danville, 39 in Roanoke and Salem, 38 in Bedford, 36 in Lynchburg. Well, we have correspondent Jim Crisula joining us this morning. Jim, I feel like I need to invite you over for dinner uh, at, at this point. Uh, I mean, you are you are our favorite. There's no doubt about that. We did try to get Stacy this morning, but she's she's sick. So it's all on you, my friend. <laughs>
1: All you. Well, a lot, lot of people consider me sick, but that's a whole other story. That's so, another story
0: it, for another day, isn't it?
1: That's exactly <laughs> right, yeah. On yesterday's
0: um, show, we were talking about this, this FAA fiasco, and uh, the running joke was, oh, everything will be up and running by 9 a.m., and I'm like, fat chance of that. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That didn't exactly go as planned. We never thought that was going to happen. Where are we no, now? I think,
1: yeah, I think, Janet, there's something like 8,000 flights were Uh, delayed yesterday. A lot of cancellations as well. Uh, As of about an hour ago, I checked with FlightAware, and there are already about 700 flights delayed today, kind of a ripple effect. Let me also mention, while we're talking about today, Janet, any of your many listeners are flying this morning, say from Lynchburg Regional or maybe Charlottesville, Mm -hmm. uh, Roanoke, uh, uh, Richmond. uh, They may very well run into delays today because of weather. Right. There are already tornado warnings in the deep south this morning. There could be a very significant severe weather outbreak today across much of the deep south and the southeast, south of where you are there in central Virginia. But um, this w- could have a big impact on Atlanta. And, of course, we all know oh, that, my, that's that's a largest, hub. one are the busiest airports in the country, if not the busiest. So just a heads up about that uh, again. The FAA is still saying, Janet, this morning that they do not believe what happened about 24 hours ago now was the result of a cyber attack.
0: So what is it the result of? It seems like we're having so much trouble right now. I mean, we had the whole Southwestern thing. Now we have this going on. Uh, do you think part of it was because everything was down for so long with uh, with COVID? I mean, do you think that had anything to do with with some of the breakdown with equipment and systems and are they saying
1: that's 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 a possibility sure and of course then the question too about uh, outdated software software that simply can't handle the load at this point that that was the case a couple of weeks ago back over the holidays with the meltdown of southwest airlines now the faa saying that to the best of their knowledge at this point best guess best theory is that There was a database file that was damaged during what the FAA is calling routine maintenance early yesterday. And specifically, Janet, what was affected is something called, I've never heard of it before, but it's called the Notice to Air Missions System, NOTAM. Mm -hmm. And it provides information to pilots specifically about weather hazards like we're seeing in the south today, changes to airport facilities and other information that can affect flights.
0: I have to tell you, for somebody who is a reluctant flyer anyway, this doesn't give me warm fuzzies in <laughs> scheduling no. trips in no. the future. Uh, no. How long before you think, uh, are they giving us any indication of when they think all this is going to calm down? Or truly calm tomorrow. down? It,
1: yeah, it, it may take till tomorrow. And w- in terms of grounding all the flights yesterday morning for three hours, the only other time I can remember anything like that happening, of course, was September 11th. Right. But... The big difference with that situation, there wasn't the chaos yesterday that we saw September 11th because that happened later in the morning. It was late morning on that awful day when the FAA issued the the notice to get all the planes out of the sky. This was uh, early in the morning yesterday, so a lot of flights never took off yesterday morning. They were held on the ground. So they didn't have as much of a scramble to get planes out of the air yesterday like they did back on September eleventh.
0: It just makes you wonder how the airline industry is is going to uh, to to suffer the storm. They've already been, you know, working to survive after, you know, the covid. Uh, situation, sure. and uh, I don't think it's going to be easy on the industry as a whole. Well, correspondent Jim Crisula, thank you so much for joining us. We're doing steak Sunday on the grill. Dinners at five. <laughs> Paychecks there. in the mail. Uh-huh, and, uh huh. And you have an open invitation, my friend.
1: <laughs> thank you, and a nice Merlot to top it off, and we'll be good to go. So. I can make that happen.
0: I can. <laughs> it's fabulous. Thanks, thank, Jim. Thanks so much. Thanks. Uh, we he's so pleasant uh, to be around. Always on the on on top of
2: things so it's going to be interesting so what about mom's flight do we know i i sent her a text granted Uh, it is she might not be up yet so she might want to get up and get (laughs) herself to the airport knock on wood uh she's flying from san antonio so okay so we'll see fingers crossed as long as she doesn't have a layover in atlanta she's probably gonna be okay she is like the experienced traveler so it's it should uh, it should work out. I gotta, we got another call in one second. Let me make sure we're ready to go.
0: All right, okay. Uh, we appreciate the the calls. 3776 is our number. Uh, so we're gonna go to line one now. Uh, good morning. You're on the morning jam. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi.
3: This is Ruth Ann. Hi, Ruth Ann. How are you? Fine. <laughs> Somebody has a All
0: birthday right. coming up.
3: Oh yeah. Eighty uh, two.
0: Eighty two.
3: Yes. I am so honored that the good Lord so far said I have another year I hope <laughs> Right. Right. Yes, yes, wow. yes. I'm I'm really excited about it. I am. Well so, I, I, I called out to talk about uh you're talking about
0: Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's, yeah. There's a new medication. Yes.
3: Yeah, well, my doctor wants to test me for it. And since I had the brain surgery, I have temporary. Uh, uh, short term. Yeah, I forgot. To say. Short term. Short right. term. Thank mm-hmm. you for helping me. Anybody talks to me, if I look blank and can't remember, please don't feel that you shouldn't help me. Just help me, okay? <laughs> but. Um, it's okay. Um, and I, I told him, well, whatever you can do to get out of my head to help somebody, that's fine. It's, sometimes it's funny, and sometimes I just go blank, and then I, I forget. I got papers all over the place I write on. I got to stop doing that. Well... because you know, I have a notepad. Not, not I, if it works for I you. No, do- I forget where I put it, so I got, I got it <laughs> written everywhere. Before I go... Though, so I uh, I was told by a friend of mine that a gentleman that heard me on the radio in the past, uh, Jackman. Oh. Hello out there, sweetie. <laughs> if you hear me, I don't know you personally, but I love you. Oh. And you talked about banana pudding? Yes. Okay. Salty. I'm mad at you, Salty. I'm putting it out there because you haven't called me. You know the way you should call me. You did call me last week because you got back, and maybe you, you know uh-huh. I decided to call Ruth Ann. But call me more often.
0: I'll I'll make sure there's, he knows that. One
3: of, oh, and there's one other man too, uh, the gentleman that I bought honey from, Stevie Tucker. I tell you, I think that helped me get better. I wasn't feeling good around Christmas, and I got rosy cheeks now, sparkle in my eye. I tell that. and And a spring in your step
0: (laughs) well we love you my darling girl i'm
3: still around and i hope that i get to remember see i'm forgetting now stop me tell me you got to go to a message or something because i'm just rattling off oh you're
0: wonderful (laughs) and we love you and we're glad that you called in
3: Okay. I'll I talk to Mrs. you soon. I can't be <laughs> I had to throw that in. That's so, who I need so to have calling you I said I too.
0: <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Have okay. a good day, my darling girl. Bye bye. She's so sassy. I just love her so much. She's got like a parade of men coming. She does. Let me tell you. She might be eighty two, but she's got it going on. That one does. Uh and I know I know it bothers her. That that she has the short term memory uh, thing going on, but she did she did have to have brain surgery done. Yeah. So there is that. Uh, they are saying there is a breakthrough Alzheimer's medication that could add years to those diagnosed with the disease. Here's the thing about that: it's one thing to add years. Is it going to add quality years to to their lives? Because that's that's the hardest thing. As a person who had to say the long goodbye to my father, that was the hardest thing, was mourning someone who was gone, but technically they were still here. It's a very different kind of, of loss. Uh, Alzheimer's dementia is an irreversible brain disease, uh, and it is pretty devastating. More than 6.5 million people in America deal with it. This new medication has been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. They're saying it can slow memory loss, in which case it would add quality years to, to someone's life. Um, they, the Vice President of Programs and Services for the Alzheimer's Association says for those of us who are caregivers um, that have a loved one to be able to have more quality time with them is extremely valuable I would second that uh, the prescription medication is slated to be available as early as January 23rd um, it does slow the progression it does not reverse it uh, so it's not for someone with advanced Alzheimer's but if it's one that's diagnosed early on it could be very helpful for somebody who is uh, seeking help with earlier stages of, of the disease um, so if someone has moved into maybe um, the the middle stages, it, it wouldn't be a drug for them. But that's why getting diagnosed early is so important. So dementia symptoms have a tendency to worry, uh, starting with some memory loss. Uh, in the late stages, there's, of course, confusion. The ability to carry on a conversation becomes more difficult and they're not able to care for themselves. Um, during the clinical trials... Patients took the drugs, had less uh, cognition and function decline compared to those who took a placebo. And so they are very hopeful about this uh, this treatment. Now, here's the problem, and it's the problem that we have with any new treatment. It is costly because it's new. The price tag is $26,500 a year. Uh, That's more than $11,000 cheaper than what the company says is the quantified societal value of the wholesale cost. This is the price before insurance and Medicare coverage. It breaks down to $254 for a 200 milligram vial and $637 for a 500 milligram. Uh, There are some risks with the medication, but... talk to your doctor if this is something that you're concerned about that you think may be for you or a loved one. It's definitely worth checking out. Hey, we're going to be back with some fun stories for you Thursday ahead on The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. I was how you're to play feeling a, right now I was
2: trying to play a song <laughs> that you might not know and see, see oh no I, I know that song I was about to say I, I, I think compl- this song was used in um, *Chew by the dozen probably probably
0: no I I know that one sorry better luck next time um oh, tol- toll-free number hard. is eight six six nine one six three seven seven six I had a listener uh send me this article we have touched on this before but it certainly bears mentioning in light of uh, the article we were just talking about about some progress that they're making in the Alzheimer's medications Uh, one of the the best things you can do for your mental health to avoid mental decline is avoid fast food Uh, there uh, is some new research out there talking about how eating lots of processed foods uh, speeds up the brain's cognitive decline The study was presented at the Alzheimer's Association International Conference and it finds adults who get 20% or more of their calories from highly processed foods experience a 25% faster decline in the ability to plan and execute tasks and the loss of executive function becomes apparent over six to 10 years compared to people who eat very small amounts of processed foods. Now, What are processed foods? That certainly includes fast food, but it is not exclusive to fast foods. That's also going to include prepackaged meals and anything with lots of preservatives and refined sugars. Uh, Examples would include uh, frozen meals like TV dinner kind of things, uh, candy, cookies, fast food, hot dogs, processed meats containing nitrates, uh, sodas. Artificial fruit juice, anything that comes pre-packaged that has sugar as one of its top ingredients, or which contains preservatives, is likely to be highly processed. If it has a lot of things, you know that you can't so pronounce. So basically,
2: everything I eat.
0: Yeah, you need to you need to work on that, my friend, and get out of that habit while you're you're young. I understand. But... Uh, the latest research examined diets and cognitive uh, of. More than 10,000 middle-aged and older adults in Brazil estimates calories from processed foods make up 25 to 30 percent of the Brazilian adult diet. Uh, processed foods pose a problem that they lack like vitamins and other helpful substances found in fresh foods. So things like raw fruits, vegetables, nuts, other sources of protein. One of the things my mother used to say is, if if people were eating it, you know, a hundred years ago. Chances are you're good. Uh, But other than that, maybe not. Uh, Poor nutrient, poor diet multiplies the effects of other health risk factors. So things like alcohol use, high blood pressure, hypertension, lack of exercise, limited access to health care, obesity, smoking, diabetes, all those things. So uh, eat healthy. Talk with your doctor. Make a plan. You stop eating out so much. I will
2: for the next week, though.
0: How about that? See, but it's always the next week and the next week and the next week. To be
2: fair, I'm literally packing my kitchen today.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, just Mama Jan says, just eat fresher. Here's a fun story. Uh, Well, I guess it's it's fun. Um, Identical strangers with the same name and the same job. Baseball players, both named Brady Feigl, looked so similar that they decided to see if they were related. They are. That's pretty crazy. Um, two minor league baseball pitchers <laughs> with the exact same name and eerily similar looks took a DNA test to find out if they're actually related and after years of being confused for one another. Well, it doesn't help that they have the same name. I can understand how that can happen. Um, Brady Feigl, 32, who is a player for the Long Island Ducks, looks nearly identical to the other Brady Feigl, who's 27, who plays for the Las Vegas Aviators. They are both six feet four inches tall, have fiery red hair, which is kind of rare, and they both wear glasses. They say everyone has a doppelganger though that's what they say they were first mistaken for one another when they had the exact same elbow surgery performed by the same doctor i was probably six or seven months out of surgery and their office called our trainer and said hey when's brady reporting for surgery is he getting down here tomorrow and they were like mm, no <laughs> he's already had his surgery So that's when he found out he had a serious look-alike. He said, I had it six months ago. What are you talking about? That's how he found out there were two of them. A few years later, 2017, they fell into another identity crisis after the University of Missouri's baseball team tagged the wrong Feigl on Twitter in a birthday tribute where the Las Vegas player was signed at the time. Uh, Wrong Brady Feigl, the former San Diego Padres player, responded, might be looking for this one, he said. Strangely enough, these two were not separated at birth. The DNA test showed no biological connection. However, they still feel bonded to each other. We're still brothers in a way, the older Feigl said, according to the son. What are the odds of that? That is the most bizarre story I'm going to share it on our Facebook page. I think that's super interesting.
2: I got, I got one that's similar. Okay. So I'm showing you the photo. Now, is this a sport? Is this sports too? Yes. So this is Jordan Cameron, who was a tight end okay. in the NFL. And that's Cameron Jordan, who still plays in the NFL. He's defensive end for the Brown- or for the Saints. Okay. When They he... don't look anything alike. <laughs> no, but their names are flipped. So when Cameron Jordan was drafted by the Saints, they were in the same draft class. So Cameron Jordan was drafted by the Saints. And then a couple picks later, Jordan Cameron was drafted by the Browns. But the Browns contacted cameron jordan thinking he was jordan cameron
0: so did they get the one that they wanted or eventually oh they, they did they got
2: eventually got in contact <laughs> with the right person but he was already drafted
0: well now imagine if they were the same color they had exactly the same name same height oh i and know the same position yeah <laughs> that would be even worse
2: but i always i always found that story that that made me think of that story is is like two guys that look complete opposite because one's a uh one's one's black and one's white And um, that's pretty great. Well,
0: I think that's a I think that's an interesting story. But I will say I've run into people before that were the spitting image of, of somebody like somebody that I went to to high school with. But of course, I'm remembering them from high school. So they don't look like they look now. But that one is really eerie. I did put it up on our Facebook page. Coming up, we've got your local headlines. We'll be checking that out here very shortly with our friends from WDBJ7. Uh, Lots to look into there uh, locally. And we also have some more national stories that we're going to be covering this morning as well. Is there something you want to talk about? We're only a phone call away. 866-916-3776. Thanks for listening to The Morning
2: Jam.
1: It's time for your morning jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Cloudy skies, showers developing after 4 p.m. Today will be breezy at times, highs at 58 degrees. Lows drop to the upper 30s tonight with showers tapering off after midnight. Sunshine returning on Friday. Cooler and breezy highs at 52 with a low of 29. And much colder as we get into Saturday, sunny skies. Highs only reach the upper 40s.
0: Currently 38 degrees in Lynchburg, 40 in Roanoke and Salem, 43 in Danville, 38 in Bedford, 38 in Appomattox, and 39 in Amherst. They were ahead of their time in the 1980s with that song. You've heard us talk about this person before, the Ontario high school teacher who wears the giant prosthetic breast that are, you know, well, they say some are deeming them to be obscene. It's it's obscene. Trust me. It's obscene. On January 3rd, the Board of Trustees passed a motion requesting the Director of Education, develop a professionalism policy to maintain appropriate and professional standards of dress and decorum in the classroom. How about just not wearing prosthetics that are so big they can get caught up in the handsaw for the the person teaching shop? How about that? They reached out. For comment, uh, Fox did, about the teacher's giant breast potentially bringing about a policy change, the education director reaffirmed the importance of human rights for underserved and underrepresented groups. The commitment to human rights remains rooted in our core values, they said, and we're committed to each and every student and staff who identifies as a member of an underserved and underrepresented group. And our approach is informed by opinions from leading employment law firms, there it is, with human rights and equity advisors. This commitment and approach will continue to be applied as the HDSB looks to fulfill this motion, the director said. Uh, The teacher, whom the district has refused to identify but certainly isn't hard to spot, went viral in September After videos of not just giant prosthetic breasts, but just grotesque, oversized everything, including the nipple area. So uncomfortable having to say this on the air. Uh, Some have argued that the district was required by Canadian law to allow the teachers to dress as they please. While others say the attire is overtly sexual and extremely inappropriate to be worn around minor children. The trustees have requested the policy to be presented in a report by March 1st, 23, with an interim report by February of 2023. Now, is it going to accomplish anything? Probably not. I mean, we're not talking about wearing a skirt that's too tight. This is a completely different, just absurd conversation That's having to take place. So. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Hunter's emails. Are. uh, Back in the news. They say. The Penn Biden Center. Is lying at the heart. Of the latest Biden controversy. But in some ways. Is still a very well kept secret. The White House revealed earlier this week that classified documents were discovered in the office for President Biden's think tank. There's an oxymoron right there. The Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in early November. On Wednesday, news broke that another trove of classified documents from Biden's time as vice president has been discovered at another location, leading to even more calls for Attorney General Merrick Garland to appoint a special counsel to investigate the handling of such documents. The Biden Center has uh, found itself in, in a little bit of a firestorm, leading to renewed questions about the likes of Chinese donations to the University of Pennsylvania, which houses the think tank. Hunter Biden is also shown to have discussed the center in emails before its launch. Interesting. Within weeks of leaving the vice presidency under President Barack Obama in 2017, Biden became the Benjamin Franklin Presidential Practice Professor at the University of Pennsylvania, an honorary position, and the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement was launched the next year. However, discussions about the elder Biden's future involvement with pen long predated the end of the Obama presidency, according to the emails from Hunter Biden's infamous abandoned laptop. Now, when asked about these confidential papers, of course, Biden played dumb. He didn't have any idea, um, you know, what was going on with it. Corrine Jean-Pierre, clashed and had a heated exchange with a CBS News correspondent, Ed O'Keefe, over the president's mishandling of classified documents. He, um, he began his line of questions at the White House briefing by asking whether Jean-Pierre was aware of any conversations in the White House since early November when classified documents from Biden's time as vice president were found at the Penn-Biden Center about waiting to disclose it to the public until this week. Now, bear in mind that usually she's used to only getting friendly fire from CBS. I think it's fair to say. She said, look, I understand you guys are going to have a lot of questions on this. I get that. I know you guys are going to have a lot of questions on process and specifics. And what I can tell you is... And let's get ready to fill in the carbon copy answer we always put in. I'm not going to go beyond what the president has laid out. I'm not going to go beyond what my White House uh, counselors have stated. I would refer you to them for any specifics or additional information. I want to be prudent here. I want to make sure we do this in the appropriate way. In other words, I'm not going to answer your question. And he pretty much called her out on that. So you're not going to answer the questions, but we're going to ask them because that's our job. O'Keefe said. I understand, and my job is to answer you, so here we go. Let's go. But you didn't answer it. The CBS News reporter cited a comment Biden made in the early days of his presidency presidency, when he said, I'm going to make mistakes. When I make them, I'll acknowledge them, and I'll tell you, and I need your help to help me correct them. So you're the one here talking to us about this. That's why we're asking you. So let's just remember that, O'Keefe said. She says, Ed, 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 we don't need to have this. We work very well together. (laughs) Yeah, you do. We don't need to have this kind of confrontation. Ask your question and I will answer it the best I can. Part of the reason we're laying it out is because you're laying out your part of the job. We're laying out our part of the job. That's asking questions. She said, I know, but I'm just saying we don't need to have contention. You don't need to be contentious with me here, Ed. (laughs) He's not having a good day, folks. He went on. He pushed. And and he went on to grill her about the timing of the disclosure, asking if it had anything to do with the fact that the election was just a few days away. She responded by saying, this is under review by the Department of Justice. O'Keefe said, but there was nothing stopping the president from disclosing the discovery of these classified documents in his former office before it was under Justice Department review. So why didn't he disclose it? Good for you, dude. It's nice to see an actual journalist doing his job. I like it. You get a gold star. Not from Jean-Pierre, but you get a gold star from me. Not that that means much.
1: It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight.
0: Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They're cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep your prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Remember, they've got great prices, particularly on chicken and eggs right now. Heaven knows. Uh, you're you're going to need those. I love all the egg memes that are out there right now about you know rappers trying to show that they have a lot of money, so they've got necklaces made out of egg cartons. It's good stuff. Today's recipe is kind of a fun one if you're a lover of banana pudding, and many of you are. This is kind of a a fun recipe that you can get all the flavors without having to make a a whole batch and go to the uh, the the hassle. And it can be a hassle to get all of that made. Uh, You're going to start by making the cookie dough in a large mixing bowl. Whip together butter and white sugar and brown sugar until it's light and fluffy. Then you're going to add in your banana, your baking soda, your baking powder, your salt, your eggs. Beat that just until mixed. And then you're going to put in your um, part of your banana flavored instant pudding. So you're going to mix... you're going to put the pudding mix in two tables reserved for the frosting, which we're going to do in a little bit. So take that out, but put the rest in along with your flour. Mix it up. Divide it into six equal portions. And these are big cookies, I will say, but you kind of want them to be big. A serving is one tray, just so you know. Uh, place them on a parchment-lined bake sheet. Bake at 350 degrees for 12 minutes until the edges just turn brown. Allow them to cool. And as they're cooling, use an electric mixer to mix together your butter The two tablespoons of the banana pudding uh, instant pudding mix. Powdered sugar. Make it light and fluffy. Uh, Get that desired consistency by adding in a splash of milk. Transfer it to a piping bag, and you're going to make a swirl pattern on it. Crush three of your vanilla wafers. Sprinkle the crumbles on top, and then place one of the remaining wafers upright. I like to put an actual slice of fresh banana on there, too, if you're serving them to company. Uh, it's a fun recipe. Check it out by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine and see this recipe. That's a fun way to end any dinner. And uh, you can find all the recipes that we share here on The Morning Jam just by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. We'll be back. Five and nine is brought to you by f Market, where their meats are cut above.
1: Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on The Morning Jam. We are The Morning Jam.
0: Welcome to The Morning Jam. We've got a few more minutes left with you. Going to cover some uh, important stories that we want to make sure that you're aware of. It looks like that NYC nurses strike has ended after some tentative agreements have come together. That's good news for patients in that area. New York State Nurses Association announced an end to strikes in two New York City hospitals. Um, They had some salary and staffing issues that they said needed to be addressed. Um, The union said that nurses at Mount Sinai and uh, one of the Bronx hospitals would return to work this morning after reaching deals to ensure concrete enforceable staffing ratios says today we can return to work with our heads held high, knowing that our victory means safer care for our patients and more sustainable jobs for our profession. They went on strike Monday saying that the hospital was putting their lives uh, at risk, both the lives of the nurses and the patients because of staffing shortages that left members overworked, shifts unfulfilled, uh, and they say the new staffing ratios for all inpatient units would take place immediately and there will always be enough nurses at the bedside to provide safe patient care because the problem is there are nursing shortages everywhere so I think you know that's a, a big part of the issues that we're having here Oscar Mayer is hiring drivers for the iconic Mobile. I quit <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know our own uh franklin swan he was like he was in charge
2: of of all that oh so you might know uh, franklin i, he might have an I know end. he's listening can you you know
0: maybe you could get like a personal reference yeah can i get him.
2: a can i get a uh you know just like can a chance can you
0: drive a 27 27- foot long i
2: will say they might look at my driving record and be like "Mm, "No, no
0: we're gonna pass uh they are recruiting a new class of drivers to operate the famous wiener mobile it is 27 feet long in the shape of a hot dog and it travels around the country to make special events uh appearances i have i've seen it a couple times actually Uh, i actually have never
2: seen it oh you haven't it's Mm -hmm. very
0: cool it, it, it's um, it been at the... I was thinking, the last time I saw it, I think, was at the Country Living Fair in Ohio. The drivers of the vehicles are known as hot doggers. Yeah. They travel through 20 states to serve as an Oscar Mayer spokesperson at 200 events throughout the year. Uh, they say they're particularly looking for graduating college seniors who have an appetite for adventure. According to the Hot dogger application, like the last
2: hurrah thing. I guess I always said that it I, would
0: be a fun. It, it would be a great story. I always said what kids. I wanted
2: to do before I got a job and like after I graduated college was do a baseball tour. Like start in like Boston, go to Fenway, Yankee Stadium. You then know. you should do it. Yeah, well, I decided uh, that cost a lot of money, and I didn't have. It that does. Money.
0: It does cost a lot of money. So. Maybe, maybe you could become a hot dogger mm-hmm. and
2: travel stadium to stadium. Maybe. I mean. I've been to Camden. So. It might
0: work that way. Uh, looks like there's going to be a a bigger pizza coming to town. Returning to town, maybe, I should say.
2: Well, it's not as big as Benny's.
0: Oh, well, I'm talking about... Do you remember when they did the big New Yorker?
2: I don't think it was around when I was alive. At, I think um, it ended in 99, right? Uh, It was, it was
0: the, the 90s New- era. I was born in 97, sure. so... So you would have been really little back then. Well, you can rejoice if you loved that big old slice of pie. They're bringing back the big New Yorker that launched 24 years ago. It was a huge hit when uh, they launched it in 1999, uh, setting the stage for future innovations like Pizza Hut Melts and De- Detroit-style pizza. Each one comes with double pepperoni or one close to your own uh uh, or or one, choose your own topping. And it's going to be available starting February 1 at participating Pizza Hut locations. Now, in the picture, it looks big, but you're right. It's no Benny's. I mean, how big around is that thing? 28,
2: I want to say. Uh, 28, 22? I was
0: thinking 30, so it uh, probably is 28. Um, this one is... This one isn't that big.
2: I mean, it's 30% larger than their large. I saw... A bitty, the like the same people that do the hot dog eating contest it's
0: 16 inch,
2: yeah, that's not that big. Hot dog eating contest, mm-hmm. major league eating. They did a uh, it was around the Virginia X Spring game in Blacksburg because there's a in Blacksburg, right? They did a pizza, a Benny's pizza eating contest.
0: Well, they had that going on all the time. So, like, there was store, the slices
2: their... of Benny's and I think the guy who won his goal was two, and he ate one and a half pizzas in <sighs> 10 minutes wow and it's good pizza too and it's huge well I just get I, one I slice would, like when I order I'll get one slice and that fills me up like that when and, I
0: would get it for the kids uh, we would have to put it in the back of the Durango I mean <laughs> you like you can't even put it in the back seat so that's a big pizza so I mean impressive but not as impressive so uh, they're now saying that forest lizards are genetically morphing to survive in the city. Lizards that once dwelled in the forest but now slink around in urban areas have uh, managed to morph themselves. The Puerto Rican crested anole, a brown lizard with a bright orange throat, has sprouted special scales so that they can cling to smoother surfaces like walls, windows, and grown larger limbs to sprint across open areas, scientists are saying. Poor little lizards. I'm sure you don't want to live where you're living. Probably. A giant goldfish left in a bucket was rescued from a seagull attack. He uh, was providing to be a little bit too large to make a meal for the seagull. That's what. That's the only thing I, I that keeps me feeling good about winston is that if something tried to steal him he'd just be too fat for them to get him off the ground uh the guernsey society for the prevention of the cruelty of animals said members of the public reported a large goldfish in a bucket that was being attacked by a seagull it's rare that we're called to rescue goldfish abandoned in a bucket we've named him captain bird's he's doing very well and they're looking to find him a home they say he's a lucky goldfish. If he wasn't so big, he would likely be eaten. He is a big goldfish. <laughs> that's pretty big. You were talking about the contest to eat pizza? I wonder if he smiles back. Probably. Because that's what they do. dun, dun, ba, dun bum. Uh, A Czech Republic man showed off his powerful jaws by biting 36 drink cans in half in a minute. That reminds me of a James Bond movie. The Jaws guy in that. Ren Richter appeared on a local TV show to take on the Guinness World Record for the most drink cans ripped in half with teeth in one minute. The aluminum cans were filled with water and he was allowed to use only one hand and his teeth for each can. He chomped through 36 in the allotted time.
2: Nice.
0: You've got really strong teeth, sir, if you can make that happen. Although it's very messy. I wonder how you prep for that. And I want to know how he figured out he could do that. Hey, man, just rip this with your mouth. There, I think there was a lot of beer involved, probably. Could have been beer cans. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, Some. A lot of these, I wonder how they figured out they had this weird talent. This certainly is right up there. I can't imagine how anybody would discover that they had, first of all, teeth strong enough without messing them up, or jaws that could rip drink cans in two. You can watch it online. It looks a little messy to me. I don't think I'm interested in why. Actually, I probably am going to watch it because I just want to see what kind of shape his teeth are in. Czech Republic, maybe not great. Hmm, We'll see. Hey, tomorrow is Friday. Looking forward to it. That means we got your Friday funnies. We'll have more interviews for you. We're glad that you're a part of our radio family here on The Morning Jam. Hope you have a great day. See you then.